Laurel, Gary and Mark. Classic hits 4KQ. Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. Well, the other day we were talking about an experiment uh, that they were doing overseas. Professors were... They blew a big bubble and they mm. wanted to see how long this bubble would last. It took us to uh, a, a local experiment that we've had going on here for many decades in our fair city at the Queensland University, the pitch drop. And we've got Professor Andrew White on the phone. Good morning, Professor. G'day. The first time I saw the pitch drop was about 20 years ago um, and I was doing a story for the Great Southeast and I stood there looking at it thinking, come on. Can't something move in a hurry? Tell us about the pitch drop. <laughs> so the pitch drop experiment's 95 years old. It was set up by Thomas Parnell in 1927. And he took pitch, which was a common household material back then, warmed it up uh, over a pot of water, like you melt chocolate, and poured it into a, a glass funnel, which was sealed shut at the bottom, and then left it for three years. At the end of three years, he cut off the bottom. And then roughly every eight to 12 years since then, a pitch drop has formed and then fallen away and dropped into a beaker underneath. So what was his initial reason for this? How did he come up with this? Oh, I'm going to get some pitch and see how long it takes to drop. Oh, there'd been a whole lot of experiments in the 1800s where people had made pitched lakes and put a boat on it with a weight and they'd let it sink for a year or two. Then they'd take the weight off and the boat would bob back up. (laughs) So he wanted something compact to show students that Materials can have really counterintuitive properties. Underneath the pitch drop, we've got a, a cylinder of pitch that uh, must be 30 years old that we broke with a hammer and it's shattered into pieces and it hasn't flowed at all. The only reason the pitch is flowing is, is it's under pressure in the funnel. So it's a little bit like when you take a toothpaste uh, tube, not in this hot weather, but normal weather, and you undo the cap and you hold it from the top, it doesn't flow out. But when you squeeze it, the material inside then suddenly turns liquid and flows. Does the weather contribute to it moving faster? I presume it's in an air-conditioned environment nowadays, but back then it wouldn't have been. Excellent question. The weather certainly does affect it. For years, it sat in unair-conditioned rooms. The building wasn't air-conditioned. For about 30 years, it sat in the back of a cupboard until John Mainstone rediscovered it in the late 60s. People had forgotten about it. The other thing is it changed it is air-conditioning. And for a while, they'd swapped the lights from being fluorescent tubes to halogens which heated the top of the pitch to about 60 degrees. So it was running like a tap. So we've now got it under cool LED lights back in an air-conditioned cabinet. But when we swapped it a few years ago, we had to break off the old drops because the cylinder underneath had filled up with drops. So the last two drops didn't break away. They just ran into the pile of drops underneath them and Mm. fell over. Now, how often does it drop and is it slowing down or speeding up and why? Until about 88, World Expo. It dropped every eight years or so. Since then, it's dropped every 12 or 14 years. And we think the change is just due to the air conditioning of the building because the building got air conditioned in the late 80s. The other thing is, I know you were saying it's slow and you wish it would do something. What amazes me is we've got it live on the internet and we, at any one time we have a few thousand people watching it. And it's literally 10 times slower than continental drift. If you look at between your feet, you look down at the ground, That point you're looking at is moving north at six centimetres a year because that's how fast Australia is moving. And the pitch drop is much, much slower than that. This uh, video streaming doesn't always quite go to plan. I mean, the whole idea of this is to catch it dropping, but what happened last time? The last time in 2014, because it touched, it didn't really drop, and that wasn't so interesting. 79, John Mainstone saw it was about to drop. He rang his wife and said, look, I'm not coming home on Friday. I'm going to watch it. He stayed in all day Saturday, Saturday night, finally 
broke, went home Sunday, and when it came in on Monday, it had dropped. So uh-huh. in 88, it was carried to World Expo. It had a special display where you could see it from the street, and there was a special viewing room. They could tell it was about to drop because it gets very light gray in the neck. There was about six of them in the room watching. It was a hot day. They went off to get a cup of tea or a cordial. And when they came back, it had dropped. <laughs> 2000. We had video technology. So 2000, no problem. John was sitting in London, not bothered at all. He was watching it on the internet. And it was great, apart from the fact that we get thunderstorms, and it was November. And uh, in the 20 minutes that we lost power due to a thunderstorm, <laughs> guess what happened? So this next one, it will be the first time that we see a clean drop on video. We've got an uninterruptible power supply on the damn camera and on the light. <laughs> so short of, you know, a meteor strike, we should be able to see it. It is starting to neck a little bit at the top, so it's yeah. starting to get thin. So next two years is possible. And given that we changed it back in 2014, that would be very early. But one of the things we did to speed it up was after we'd broken it off, we left the hot lights on it for a few months to form a bit of a bulb. And then we switched to the cool uh, halogen lights. Are people able to actually see this thing live? I mean, do you have little tours or anything? The building is open seven days a week. People walk in all the time. We often get grandparents bringing grandchildren in to show it to or students bringing their parents in and saying, this has been here the whole time I've been here. And any thoughts of a sequel? Son of a Pitch comes to mind. <laughs> uh, we, we have discussed setting a new one up every year for 12 years and uh, that you'd have a line of them and that way there'd always be one dropping. But, uh, we, haven't, we haven't got round to it yet. Oh, look, it is unique. It's wonderful. It is at the University of Queensland. Professor Andrew White, thank you so much for chatting to us and we might have a chat after the next drop, hey? Definitely. Thank you for your time, guys. Beware of the blob. It creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch. Be careful of the blob. My two favourite things, that song and the pitch drop. Yeah, one, of, one of the reasons that we love to do that story is we love that song. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tomorrow we're going to do a story about uh, raspberry jam. Yeah, there you go. And we'll oh. play the blob. <laughs> <laughs> Any chance. It's Laurel Gap.